hiring the wrong person, according to top grading, costs you three times that person's salary that year. And losing or not hiring the right person costs you five times that person's salary. That should really hit you in the gut right now, right? So it's like, you can't afford not to bring the right people on your team. Hello and welcome to the Remarkable CEO Podcast, a show dedicated to chiropractors who want to transform their job into a business so that they can have a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. With your hosts, Dr. Pete Camiolo and Dr. Stephen Franson. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. And we're having a lot of fun doing this show and I hope you're enjoying listening. If you're a first time listener, welcome. If you've been listening regularly, so ha- glad to have you back. I'm Dr. Pete here with Dr. Stephen. Great to be together today, Doc. Excited for another awesome episode, Dr. Pete. Good to see you, brother. Yeah, man, it's great to see you. If y'all didn't know this, we can also see each other as well as hear each other. So this makes this even more fun for us. Yeah, that's a good that's a good point, Doc. We should probably point out the fact that you can watch the episodes on YouTube as well. So if uh, uh, if you want, if if you're a person like I am, I love to kind of just uh, spy in on when people are on a radio show or doing a podcast. I love to check it out. So if you guys want to check it out on YouTube, you can see us there as well. That's right. Great, great point. And, uh, you know, this week's topic, Dr. Steven, is one of the, the topics that I think is as near and dear to both you and I heart, especially when it comes to creating a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life and truly becoming the CEO of your business is the people, the people that we get to work with, right? The people we get to surround ourselves with. What an amazing thing that we get to be a part of a community, a tribe, making a difference in the world. And I love being a CEO and being a part of an amazing tribe. And today is the beginning of a two-part series we're going to do in part one today. We're going to be focusing on getting the right people in the right positions. And then in part two, we're actually going to talk about getting people to do the right work and do it the right way. Because what we say is here is for you to go full circle and to close the loop with your people, you got to take four rights. You got to get the right people in the right position, doing the right work the right way. When you do that, you've closed the loop. You've gone full circle. You've now got a person who's been fully equipped and empowered and trained and you can execute in a big way. Really excited to dive into that here today. But Doc Steven, before we do that, We've got some amazing listeners, don't we? We've got some uh, amazing things happening. Yeah, I, want, I wanted to share some of the feedback that we've been getting. Everybody, we just so appreciate the love and the support and the feedback. So I just want to share some some of our listeners. This is from CrossFit Doc. Uh, I think I know who you are there, CrossFit Doc. All right, so Dr. Stephen, Dr. Pete, deliver incredible content for any business owner in any season of your entrepreneurial journey. Love that season reference there, Doc. Whether it's a startup, growth, or getting ready to sell, you'll gain a ton of nuggets that will help you transition from hustler to CEO. I like that, from hustler, hustler. to CEO. All right, we might have a new nickname for the <laughs> owner-operator. Thanks, CrossFit Doc. This one's from, I think it's Beto Monaco. I think that might be probably Roberto. What's up, buddy? Dr. Steven and Dr. Pete deliver amazing value here. I love the fact that these episodes are, have so many examples and real application, right? So awesome, awesome work, guys. Thank you, brother. Uh, and then this is on my purpose. What a great uh, handle there. Drs. Franson and Camillo are true leaders in the profession, exactly the type of leadership and content that our profession needs to take it to the next level. How awesome is that? Man, it's just awesome. And I, I just want to say myself, just uh, so grateful and thank you for taking the time to just write those reviews and to uh, to share that with us because it it does inspire us. We do a, a win for the week every week with our team and our team meetings. And I shared a win my win this week was um, 
I, I, one of the reviews and I just was like, man, you know, when you do work, it's like when the patient testimonial comes in and we, you bring it to your team huddle or a team meeting or training and, you know, you share it. And it's like, everybody remembers like, guys, this is what we're doing. This is why we're doing what we're doing. It matters. And I, we're grateful that we get to be a part of your journey and, and just be a small part of maybe providing some inspiration or clarification or just some direction and support and encouragement as you're working and serving and, and, and truly hopefully transitioning and leveling up next level, becoming that CEO. So thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, man. So kind of cue the um, wind beneath my wings music for the production team there. <laughs> it's just so awesome. It's true, Pete. Uh, it just, it never gets old guys. We just appreciate the love and the support. So if you're enjoying the show, we'd love to get a review from you. So please send us a review and uh, the five-star reviews are our favorites. All right, Dr. Pete. So uh, we're talking about people. My, in my experience, uh, the people have been the inflection point, right? Between stress and joy, you know, in business. And I look back at the most stressful parts of my professional life, regardless of whatever business I'm talking about, the most stressful times were the stress that I had because of people, right? So having the wrong people on my team doing the wrong work, the wrong way, right? So, and that was the deepest source of stress in my life because you can't escape it, right? It goes home with you. You lay in bed awake. You wake up in the morning thinking about it, right? So that's, the, that's always the deepest, darkest parts of my career is when I knew that I had people stress. And then the converse of that being the, the times when I think back of the most joyous times in the seasons in my business or businesses have always been related to the team that I surround myself with and the people that I get to work with every day who inspire me. They challenge me. Uh, and just to watch how when you get the right group of people in the same room, you know, it's one plus one plus one equals 111 when you're building the right team. Yeah, Dr. Steven, I, I want to talk just a little bit about the mindset as we begin this uh, two-part conversation about people. I want to talk about the differentiation between the mindset of an owner-operator and the mindset of a CEO when it comes to people, and particularly the right people, right? Because that's the first part we've got to get right, Dr. Stephen, is we've got to get the right person there first, right? And I think that we talk about how in the mindset of a traditional owner-operator, traditional owner-operator is I carry the, the load on my back and I'm simply looking to offload a, some, some of these things that I'm carrying that have gotten a little bit heavy. I'm going to go ahead and delegate. Maybe you're delegating, maybe you're abdicating. I don't know, but you're taking work off of you and just trying to find somebody to throw the ball to, just throw it away, throw it to the next person, somebody to pass that to. The, the, the owner operator mindset just builds jobs around the people that are currently there. That's, that's what an owner operator did. I know that for me, Dr. Steven, that was something that I initially was doing was, well, if it's, they're there, let's just give it to them. The real pivot and transition that needs to happen, Dr. Stephen, for us to truly start to have the mindset of the CEO when it comes to getting the right people is that you have the, those defined roles and you have a specific person who's in your mind who should fulfill that role because they've got a specific skill set and that's the person that you hire or that's the person that you delegate to if they already are there with you on your team. That's a major shift from the mindset of the owner-operator to the mindset of the CEO. 
Yeah. And, and even beyond that, in addition to it, the owner operator versus the CEO, the owner operator, when they think about bringing the right people onto the team, the first thing they think about is the expense of that, right? So because, oh, it's going to be really expensive to bring the right people on. I'm like, really? Right? How expensive is it for you to not bring the right people on, right? Like they say that it's hiring the wrong person, according to top grading, costs you three times that person's salary that year. And losing or not hiring the right person costs you five times that person's salary. That should really hit you in the gut right now, right? So it's like, you can't afford not to bring the right people onto your team. So the owner operator thinks when I bring somebody onto my team, what I've done is I've just added to my overhead, right? So I've taken on a liability, right? So now my, my payroll's gone up. That's what an owner operator sounds like. A CEO says, in order for our, our business to grow and go to the next level, I need somebody's talent and horsepower. I need a specific person to fill a role so that I can leverage that person to grow this business. I'm, I'm investing in that asset that's going to turn into direct return and revenue for my business as we grow. That's what a CEO sounds like. So guys, who do you want to be, right? So when you're looking at your team and in this conversation, in the context of people, the conversation we're having right now is we talk about trying to build this dream team around you, building your own remarkable team, I want you to have the discipline to shift your brain away from, oh my gosh, the overhead, the, uh, man, you're going to, it's just so expensive. I'm taking on more expense and the payroll and stop thinking like that. And you need to say, I need to leverage other people's talent and strengths and skills and horsepower and their time, energy and focus. And you use your money to do that. Yeah, Dr. Steven, I mean, to me, it sounds like an investment that pays dividends. And that's really what we're looking at here. When we are talking about finding great talent, it's about making an investment that has a ROI on it. And that is the greatest investment you can make. I think you, you talked about in one of the previous episodes, your number one growth strategy is invest in your team. Your number two is marketing. That's big. That's an inside out job. Sounds very principled to me. Dr. Steven, you know, this was a total foreign concept to me. I don't know if it was to you. The concept of an organizational chart. Literally, I, I was, I had no idea about organizational charts. Going through chiropractic college, getting into practice, I had no idea. Even a dad, my father was a business owner, and I, I had no idea about organizational charts. This is a, a phenomenal just awakening for me to understand the organizational chart and the power that that flows down from that chart and how it applies to your business. And this is really one of the keys is you get the right people is getting people in the right position. That's so key. And this is where the organizational chart really starts to codify that. Yeah. So, you know, doing a, doing a discussion of an org chart on a podcast is a big challenge because it's such a visual exercise, right? But what I want, if you guys will let me go there again, is in the sports analogies, you got to visualize, let's say we're building a basketball team or a football team. Let's use basketball. It's an easier one, right? So when you look at the organizational chart of a basketball team, there's, there's different players on that team. You identify the roles on that team, right? So in basketball, there's five roles, right? There's the center, there's the power forward, there's the shooting forward, there's the point guard and the shooting guard, right? So there's five players, five people on the floor, and each of those positions have a very specific set of responsibilities, right? So if you are the 
point guard, your job is to get that ball down the floor and you are like the quarterback. You are telling, you're calling the plays and you're setting up the offense, right? So that's one of the responsibilities of the point guard. So uh, if you are the power forward, your job is to get in the paint and pull down rebounds and bang around in there, right? So it calls for a very specific skill set and attribute and sports very often very specific physical attributes, right? So if you're 5'4 in great hands, most likely you're not the power forward, right? You're probably the guy bringing that ball down, calling the plays. If you're, if you're the guy that's 6'11", broad shoulders and tree trunk legs, you're, you're the guy that's going to be banging the boards and pulling down rebounds, right? So it, that role has responsibilities. Those responsibilities call for very specific attributes, skill sets, talents for that team. And it, it same can be said and is true for your team. Dr. Steven, you know, I love this analogy. And maybe it's just you and I, we love the sports analogies. But I mean, it makes so much sense. And anybody who thinks about this analogy, you know, it, it's not rocket science, right? And it, it, it's not even, it's not disrespectful even just to think about the fact that certain people have, are, are, are wired a certain way. They have certain skill sets. They're made a certain way with certain attributes, belong in certain positions. That is how it is. And so we get that with sports, but for some reason, Doc, we have a hard time translating that to our business and our practices, but it's the same. And I think one of the challenges is, Dr. Stephen, without the organizational chart, we don't really know what the positions are. We don't have clearly defined positions. And one of the keys to create alignment in your organization is you have to have clearly defined roles. You have to have that. And when you have a clearly defined role, the next step would be to find the right person and put them in a position of their, of their strength. You have to put them in the position of their strength. Doc, if you if you take that 6'11 tree trunk guy, I'm just imagining him, and you give him the ball to dribble it down the floor, he's going to get the ball stolen from him. Take the ball away from him. Every time from the 5'4 guy who's going to just run underneath his legs and keep taking the ball and getting layups on the other side. And so that's what happens when we don't have the right people. We wonder, how come my, my front door is not it seems closed? How come my side doors are wide open? How am I my back door? Why are people not referring? It's like, Oh, but because we haven't put the right people maybe in the right positions, maybe. That's right. Uh, that could be it. So, Doc, Steve, I think this really starts to break down when we start identifying what are the roles, Doc, uh, that we're looking for, the positions specifically that we want to fill in our practices. Yeah. I mean, we look at this from, the, from a fundamental chiropractic, a functioning chiropractic practice, right? So let's keep things simple. And when we look at the, the, the primary roles in our chiropractic office, uh, let's talk about first the staff, right? The team, the CAs, the chiropractic assistants. You've got the check-in CA, you've got the check-out CA, you've got the back office CA, and you have the tech CA or the floor CA. We like to call them Chica, C-I-C-A, check-in CA, COCA, the check-out CA, BOCA, the back office CA, and TICA, the tech CA, T-E-C-A, right? So Chica, Coca, Boca, and Tika, right? So these are your core four players in the four categories of the CAs. Then you might have the uh, office manager that is your COO or your integrator, right? They're the person that comes up over the top of the whole thing. You might have a clinic director. You might have a senior associate doctor, a junior associate doctor, interns. And then you might have a marketing team, which I hope you do. You might have a, a, your own sales force. If you have an external sales force, this is maybe a new business development expert, right? So maybe your internal sales force is your new patient concierge and they're your closer, right? So as we start to unpack all of the roles, it starts to sound like a football team. Everybody has a different set of responsibilities. In other words, if this, then that. We know the scenarios in the practice. We know the core competencies and functions of your office, attraction, conversion, retention, and team building. We know your systems 
your systems of conversion, your day one, day two, day three, and then your systems of retention, day four and beyond, right? Who does what when? Each one of these roles and each one of these activities calls for a different skill set, which means it calls for a different type of person. Now, let me pause here for a second, because some of you might be freaking out right now being like, holy crap, did Franson just say I have to have nine people on my team? No, you don't. You might be a, a very busy team of two, <laughs> right? So I totally get that. It might be the doc and the associate uh, and the CA, for example. Uh, you may be a very busy team of two because here's the truth. All of these functions have to happen. Yes. They're supposed to be happening in your practice, right? So either by default or by choice, these things are happening. All these activities are happening in your practice. And it just means that you have two very busy people covering all these positions or all these roles. So maybe it's three people, what have you. Those activities are happening and they are being covered. It would be just like if you took two people playing basketball, two on two, all five positions have to be covered. It just happens to be covered by two people. The best things I ever did, Doc, uh, was I wrote down, I made an org chart, sample org chart, very similar to what we what we have here. And this was such a powerful thing. I wrote it out and I wrote down all the positions in the business. And then I, I wrote the names of the people that were responsible. And when I, what was really kind of painful was when I saw my name written in every box, right? I saw my name was pretty much written in every box, every box that, that, you know, the, we had. And so that started to, you know, that's when the rubber hit the road. So what I would encourage, one of the things that you're just listening to this today, if you were to draw out your organization and let's say you're a team of two and that's, that's great. I mean, like you said, if you're a team of two right now, that's you, that's what it should be or, or not, depending on whether you shouldn't be having a team of two, but it is what it is. So therefore you've distributed all of the roles that Dr. Steven, you just described, they're all being distributed amongst two people. So where are you in that? Like, so identify first, where are you at? And obviously identify as well, where's your other team member? The goal would be from this initial exercise, just to take inventory and see where are you in your currently in your business? I found doc with a lot of the doctors I started working with on a coaching basis, they were, they were wearing all these hats. And I always say, if you insist on wearing all the hats, you're putting the lid on your practice. And that's the reality. And so for us to truly scale up, for us to truly elevate, whether you're a team of two right now and your next step is to hire a team, get to team of three, first identify where you are, identify where your other player is, identify what your skill set is, what you should be doing, what they should be doing. Then when you hire that next person, have a very clearly defined role based on what's needed next, right? So that's, that is the key is, so start by writing out what you are currently doing and what your other player or players are doing. First, let's get really clear on that. Yeah, so Dr. B, if we're gonna make reference to like the org chart or the organizational chart, and eventually we'll talk about the accountability chart, mm -hmm. because this is such a visual, I wanna make sure that we make that available to our listeners. So if somebody wants to see what we're talking about or have an example of that, just to use for inspiration or just rip it off entirely, and uh, this is a proven model, um, you can check out, we, we post our blog, the recording of the blog on our, uh, excuse me, a, a podcast on our blog uh, on theremarkablepractice.com. So if you go to theremarkablepractice.com under blog, you'll find this episode uh, and then we'll have this as an attachment. So if you want to see what an org chart looks like and an accountability chart looks like, uh, we'll put some samples in there and also a blank one they can fill out. So just go to theremarkablepractice.com 
and click on the link below the recording of the podcast. So um, the org chart is, it's a diagram, right? It's a diagram that hangs up in your back office in your war room, right? Where everybody in your office can see it. And what the organizational chart does is it says, this is how our, our business is structured, okay? So if you can just visualize this with me, at the top, you have one box that says CEO or visionary. You know, we love Gino Wickman's work in traction. So the visionary, right? So that's the top box. That's you, Doc, most likely. You are the owner of the business. You're the head of the business. You're the director of the business. You're the CEO, right? So you're at the top. Right below there is a box. The next box down is what we call the COO or the office manager, right? Another nickname for that is the integrator, right? And the integrator's role is to integrate the visionary, the CEO, you, with the rest of the team, the rest of the leadership team. They're in the middle. That's what a true office manager does. It's the COO, chief operations officer. You're the CEO, chief executive officer, right? So the COO or office manager, a true office manager, integrates the visionary with the rest of the team. So below the integrator or below your office manager, there's four distinct divisions of your company. You've got the new business development part, right? So there's a box down below here on the far left that's new business development, right? That's attraction conversion. That's attracting potential leads into your practice, potential new patient leads, and conversion, converting that potential lead into an active new patient, right? So there's attraction conversion. Now attraction breaks down into internal external and digital marketing, right? So there's your marketing elements. Below that is your sales, which is conversion. The next box over to the right is operations, right? So operations, that's the clinical care that's delivered in your practice. Now you might be the clinic director in there and you have all the clinical activities below you, the DCs, the associate doctors, interns, the CAs that are involved in clinical care. That's the ops box or the operations box. The next box over is team. And in team, we mean HR, hiring and firing your team, training and developing your team, and then the activities of your front desk, right? So that's team. Somebody's in charge of your team. And then finally, the fourth box over to the right is the business office, right? This is the paper, right? So it's the files and the money. So it's, uh, it's the accounts, it's the patient files, it's the banking, it's the payroll, it's the bookkeeping, it's the accounting, the legal, et cetera. That's in the business office. So there you go. The visual on the organizational chart this is what you, this, this organizational chart says, this is how our business is structured. What we want to do is we want to take that org chart to the next level and turn it into an accountability chart. And the accountability chart says, this is how our business runs. Yeah, Dr. Steven, I mean, the layers that, that we're walking through here, if you, if you march through this each, each step at a time, Dr. Steven, it just, it flows so beautifully. And as a team member coming into the team, because right today we're talking about finding the right people and putting them in the right position. As a new team member, Dr. Steven, coming in, if you talk about hiring the right person, you're finding and interviewing and then you're hiring and onboarding. When you're hiring and onboarding and you're doing that process of interviewing and they can see how they themselves fit into the organization and they can see that it's clearly defined and organized that's such a welcoming uh, proposition for them. They're coming into an organization that has organization, they've got roles, they've got expectations, they've got this. I, as a team member coming in, that to me is the most comforting. Uh, it, it really it's, provides a sense of security that people are really looking for, the sense of 
hope that they can actually achieve and win because that's what people want. They want to contribute and make a difference with their life. These things are all perceived in someone's mind, a new team member or a current team member, when you have this established. This is about creating a culture in your business that's transformative and it's just so powerful. Yeah, what you're describing there, Dr. Pete, is clarity, right? So when you establish clarity, clarity is the greatest accelerant, right? Accelerant towards what you're trying to create, what you're trying to produce. Any lack of clarity just creates interference, right? It creates friction. It creates resistance, right? So when you have an organizational chart that says, this is how our, our, our business is structured, and then you flesh that out and it becomes an accountability chart, now everybody knows exactly what the roles are, what their role is, and what their responsibilities are. What am I accountable to? So let's talk about the accountability chart. So each one of these positions on your org chart, think about it again on the basketball team, Everybody has a role and those roles comes with responsibilities. The accountability chart is the bulleted list of three to five things. It's like, these are your primary responsibilities. Okay. This is why you're on the team. You are responsibility for, you're responsible for these actions, right? These activities, right? These objectives. So ultimately everybody on the team knows what their role is, what their responsibilities are, what they're accountable to and what everyone else is accountable to. Yeah. Dr. Steve and I, I remember when, um, I started doing this for myself as a CEO. So I think one of the first people that you should do an accountability chart for is for yourself. If you're listening to this and you're the CEO of the business, you're the business owner, you're the visionary. One of the first things that you should do is identify what is yours. Dr. Steve, I just want to speak to the three bullets on the CEO's org chart. because I think this is liberating for you as a listener to know that your three, your three bullets that you have on yours are number one is vision casting. And Dr. Steve, we talk about the vision is what does success look like to you? And this is personal. This is very personal. And this is that you talk about the dent that we as a, as a collective group are going to make. But here's the thing about vision. Number one, if your vision truly is a vision and it's compelling, you're not going to be able to go alone. It's going to require a whole tribe of folks to come along with you to be able to achieve your big vision. And that's why it's important that you get this right as a, as a CEO. Number one is having that vision. Then the second bullet is what's important now? Dr. Steven, this is so important for yourself to know what's important now, but for every member on your team, this is the responsibility of you as a CEO is to be sure that each and every person in position on your team, each and every role, they know what's important now. We used the, the example in one of the previous episodes of the the magnifying glass with the sunbeams, being able to create focus, right? The difference between being busy and being productive. I don't remember if it was on this and another episode, but you know, asking people, how many of you want to be more busy? This type of thing. You know what? I don't think so. Dr. Steven, I'll let you kind of talk about that. But then the third is the what's important next. So as a CEO, you are a strategist. You have to be looking ahead. You have to gain perspective. See, where are we going? Your team is looking at you and saying, hey, Doc, where are we going? Where are we going? Where are we going? And there's a lot of tools that can help to do that. Uh, but those are the three bullets for the CEO on the org chart as just an example of what you'll find on the org chart. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, and the what's important now, what's important next is so critical for for you as the CEO, that's your role as the CEO, meaning you are playing a position on the team, okay? And you're doing the job of CEO inside of this business. You own the business. Your job on this org chart 
is CEO. The CEO's job, their job description is to vision cast. This is what success looks like. And based on that vision, vision of success, this is what's important now. In other words, this quarter, this is what I want everybody to be focused on. And this is what's important next, which is where are we going? So if we're going to reach our vision, if we're going to reach our goals, if we're going to manifest our vision, this is what's important now, right now. This is what I want everybody to put their energy towards. And this is what's important next. That's your job as a CEO. Now, if you have an org chart that's fleshed out properly and it lists all of the jobs, all of the jobs, you heard me say that there's a clinic director on there. Some of you are sitting there going, okay, well, wait a minute. What about taking care of patients or marketing the practice or training the team? Who does that, right? It's like, well, you know what, doc? You might show up on the org chart somewhere else under clinic director. And if you also have the job of clinic director, the clinic director's job might be marketing the practice, training the team, and caring for patients. You follow me? So you are on an org chart right now. Your name shows up in two jobs. You own the business. Inside of the business, there are jobs, and jobs have, jobs have to be done. They have to be done by people. And the accountability chart says, this is how our organization functions. So if you're playing the role of CEO, you are responsible for these three bullets. If you're also playing clinic director, you're responsible for these three bullets, right? So make sure that you understand that your name can show up in multiple places on the org chart. And I can almost guarantee that everybody listening to this right now, your name's going to show up on multiple places. But here's the key. You can't show up on all the places. <laughs> we have to say, all right, God only makes geniuses. This is my genius. I need to be here and here. Those, that's what I'm uniquely gifted at doing, right? And now what I have to do is recognize that now it's my job to recognize each and every one of the roles in the core functions of this business call for a specific person. So I have got to go just like I was recruiting for that basketball team and I would be looking for a very specific human being, a genius who's going to be a genius at that role. My check-in CA, that's the person who's going to be the, the face and the energy, the tone, the voice of this practice. I want that to be an extroverted person who's got a really positive high energy and that they're going to be outgoing and they're going to be naturally be a promoter. So I'm looking for that person. I'm going to hire that person. If I want to check out CA, they're going to be the boss of tomorrow, right? They're going to be in charge of setting up our future. They're our compliance officer. They're making sure that everybody follows the policies and the procedures. They make sure that all of our systems are lived out and that the patients are in lockstep. They make sure everybody is scheduled out, committed to a care plan. They're mapped out. They're committed to a payment plan. Payments are made. They are the details person. They are typically a bit more introverted details-oriented, structured, and really disciplined. That's my check-out CA. I got to go find that person. My tech CA, my floor CA, they're most likely going to be my new patient concierge. This person needs to be really amiable. They need to be highly empathetic. They need to be a big connector so that they can help in the conversion process and make sure a new patient feels heard and is connected to the patient because conversion happens at the speed of connection. These are very specific human beings. And as the CEO, it's our job to know those roles, know the responsibilities of those roles, and make sure that we are putting the right person in that role. If that right person is not on our team right now, then we need to be marketing for that person. We need to go fire and find and hire that person and bring them onto our team and trust them, delegate that to them, and then train and equip that human being to be excellent. Dr. Steven, this is just such rich content. And what I love about this is that we don't have to stop right now. We get to continue this on our next episode. So if this, is, uh, if this has been kind of like hitting you right where you're at, feels like, man, this is this is what I needed to hear. We get it. And guess what? We're going to continue the conversation in 
the episode following this episode. Here's what I will say. Today, what we talked about was the first two of the four rights. You've got to get right to close the loop and go full circle with every person on your team. This is the side of the Rubik's Cube people. This is the fourth side of the Rubik's Cube of business to solve for your business. You've got to get the people right. So it's, again, that right person in the right position. That's what we're talking about here today. We talked very practically about the organizational chart and accountability chart. And what Dr. Stephen offered was, if you need an organ organizational chart, don't try to just come up with it in your head. We've got one for you. Go to the remarkablepractice.com forward slash podcast or go to our remarkablepractice.com, click on the blog, and you will get access to that. We want to give you this tool because we want you to feel like you can actually put some meat on these bones that we're giving here today. You can start making some, some headway. In the next episode, what we're going to be diving in is to the second half of this for the people, because once you get the right people in the right position, Dr. Steven, now it's about getting to work. <laughs> now it's about the ROI, which is getting the people to do, help them do the right work and do it in the right way. Remember, docs, what the world needs right now is chiropractic. And what chiropractic needs now is more successful chiropractors. And that's what we're here for. Dr. Steven, thanks so much for being with me and thank you all for listening. God bless. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Remember, what the world needs now is chiropractic, and what chiropractic needs now is more successful chiropractors. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, share with a friend, and leave us a review. And if you'd like to connect with us personally, direct message us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Now go and be remarkable.